This bonus video is a continuation of our Saturday video, which was our conversation with Harper. This video has no intermission, so hunker down and be ready for an interesting talk. Welcome back. How was your break? Hopefully it was as good as ours. Did you do the things? Are you breathing? I hope. Are, are you breathing? Are you okay? <laughs> I if can't you're call not, anyone tell us for in you. The room. Yeah, Knock leave, three leave times. Leave a comment. <laughs> leave a comment if Are you're you not still breathing. breathing. Leave a comment if you stopped breathing during the break. <laughs> From the other side. Oh, Good news, I the break was not that long for them. No, it's like a five second <laughs> break. Just, oh, uh, help. It's okay. a small intermission. All right. Short right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> We should probably introduce Harper officially. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of skipped over. We did. We got very into it and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we're going to kind of work backwards now. Yeah. Do the questioning. Do oh. the questioning. Do the questioning. Okay. Well, oh, okay. Harper, what, how do we even intro this really here? Without asking him if, who he is, if he's alive. <laughs> I can answer if I'm alive or not. Okay. What are yeah. this? What are this? What are what, what are, are this? What are this? Who are you? <laughs> Wait. Kazoo kid. Who Kazoo are you? you? Let's start on that one. <laughs> I'm Harper Wall. Uh, quick plug. Add .com to that and you find my website. It's go. not good. <laughs> but it is, if you ever want to learn meditation from me, it's where you find me. Um, I'm in my early 30s. Uh, I have type 1 diabetes. Um, that's why I have... I use... Well, I guess you can see this thing. This is actually the first week, first time I've ever worn uh, this thing on my arm. Really? Yeah, I tried it out because I met a barista who was wearing it on their arm. And I, I feel like I accidentally made her feel bad. Oh. <laughs> and so I felt real guilty about it. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I should try it out, see what it's like. And see, because a lot of my issues with it came from other people. Yeah. Uh, giving me crap about these wires. Ah. Because uh, yeah, these yeah. go everywhere, and they just they yeah. trail off of me. They get caught and stuff, and so then it rips right out of you. Yeah. Real surprising when you're when you're when your pancreas rips out of you. <laughs> um, but I use a Medtronic six seventy six seventy. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, six seventy G, which is uh, which because of this thing technically makes me a cyborg <laughs> yeah so if Damn you it, are diabetic ahead of us. and you have a sensor of any kind dexcom whatever you're technically a cyborg as long as it makes uh dosage decisions for you right because then it, it replaces a natural cycle in the body mm -hmm. which is technically yeah a cyborg a i'm still very excited that's about that that's really cool how um, recent is that this a doctor tricked me into getting <laughs> oh, no. around. Oh, it's it's one of the few times I was okay with that. Okay, uh, around I think it's maybe three or four years, and then I I actually uh, called for a warranty issue three days oh, no. before the warranty ran out. Oh shit! Ooh. And got a brand new one. Nice. <sighs> so they have a newer one mm -hmm. that I might get, but my concern is that it communicates with your phone. And oh yeah, they seem to not that, understand like, dad, how yeah. someone could ransom you, right? Doing that, and I'm like, so you just no, want no diabetics in you. politics ever? Because right. like all they'd have to do is log on while you're asleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
You'd be dead. Fuck your shit. <laughs> so, your shit. Yeah. It is cool, though. It is fantastic uh, compared to not having the information. Mm-hmm. The main change for me is that this tells me... I will show y'all. I don't know if they'll see it up on the screen if I show it to oh, them. Oh, nice. Okay. But So that chart, oh, wow. every five minutes, this thing sends a... Um, average of my interstitial fluid sugar well glucose levels um that it takes i think every five seconds um they have an updated version of this and that's the reason i'm considering moving Mm. moving up is that this thing it made it where i could i can more or less play my diabetes like a video game right (laughs) whereas before i did a blood test you know four or five times a day you know, which is like walking through your day and opening your eyes for four or five times. Right. <laughs> but with no light walking stick. Right. Yeah. Tell you have no you. idea what's going on in between. Yeah. That's so I got, crazy. I was diagnosed with diabetes when I was just before I turned six. Okay. So I, I have like a few memories of what food is like without having to take medication for right. it. Um, nowadays, I usually describe it. The kind of the, the pithy quick way when I describe it to people is like food is a poison for me and I take another poison mm-hmm. to balance it out. Right. Yeah. And if I take too much of either poison, <laughs> I die, um, which happens fairly often. <laughs> I've, I've, I've resuscitated around seven times wow. in my wow. life. And those I count as no one can argue with me about whether I've died. <laughs> right. right. There's other times where I define it as if no one had intervened, I would have died. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I personally count that. So, let us know in the comments if you do. <laughs> I just really what qualifies to argue death? over my death, please. That's like <laughs> uh, me being really flippant about the not breathing thing. Right. And just being like, yeah, I didn't yeah. breathe, and it was fine. I don't know. Yeah. I know, I know the, set, the 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 EMT times because when they wake you up after that, they tell you. Oh really? You're alive again. Right. And That's I asked an EMT to. this week, "Is this normal?" That's a <laughs> weird thing. normal. But you just you know you're like. And there's a person, a professional, right in front of you. One time it was just a muscle strapped bodybuilder. Nice. Yeah, this Irish dude. And he was he was big about being Irish. I'm not just typesetting him. That was a big part of his personality. Right. Uh, and the other EMT was a bodybuilder. Jesus. And he was this big black dude with like this. He waxed his head, so it was super shiny. And man, they said I beat the crap out of him. <laughs> they said, "Yeah, man, I want to want to fight you." That was. You go at it. Because uh, I had lost consciousness. And I was flailing around yeah. on the floor. And apparently when I saw the needle, I punched one right in the side of the neck. Oh, shit. <laughs> and Ooh. then they were like, oh, you got to hold his arms down. <laughs> Pin him. Pin him. Yeah. Which, thank goodness they were big enough. Because I was all, at that point, I was a big dude. Right. I'm six foot four. Y'all can't see that. <laughs> uh, but it makes it harder for small EMTs. <laughs> uh, so I've had like, that happens. And it mostly happened when I was a kid. Strangely, I've lived alone for a long time and not had it happen. Uh, but I haven't had close calls. Right. Uh, where like your vision is just shrinking. gets smaller yeah. and smaller and smaller. And you're like, pretty sure that has sugar in it. <laughs> uh, oh, kitty cat. Uh, sorry, there's a kitty cat meowing and I'm a sucker for kitty cats. 
Um, <laughs> just, he's trying to break into the room. Just let him in. He's upset it's so sweet. that it's locked. <laughs> he wants. You just let him in. He, he's gonna knock harder and harder until that door opens. <laughs> let him come crying. in. He'll knock some stuff down. It'll oh, be cute. Show. Good lord. It'll be great for views. No. Yeah. Buddy. Cat can. Cats. <laughs> Internet. Cat. Now for Welcome. kids. Are you obsessed with bread? No. <laughs> I have a cat named Cashew. Nice. That is obsessed with bread, which isn't normal. Right. Cats normally don't like bread. Yeah. Cashew likes bread. Yeah. Show show. Now, now, now she wants to leave. He's he's seen the room. Yeah. Show show. Is is, is your cat he she he he okay. He's named Pepper in Japanese. Oh. Nice. And I just call him Show Show because I like to. And we have another cat that never comes out when people are over. That's pure white, and she's named Salt. Oh, nice. I like that. Yeah. Shio. I uh I found out that Kashu means singer. <laughs> and the name's fitting. Oh no. Kashu does love to sing. <laughs> he sings the lamentations that he has finished his food. <laughs> that he's is thanking his... you. No. <laughs> no. Oh, it's gone. No. He comes that's, and that's... Fi- he he It's gone now. <laughs> Fix it. And then it. he comes and he looks at me like <laughs> right. And he just makes sad noises and I'm like I just fed you better food. Than I eat. Yeah. So, like, you get the nice stuff. You're gonna be good because he has a tummy issue, so he Aww. has to have the nice stuff. But uh, now I'm gonna be too distracted. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but I keep thinking about the kitty cat. What was I, I was introducing my diabetes. Yes. Oh, and just you. It hasn't happened a lot um, since you've been alone. Yeah, but not you had, too like, much. Close call. Yeah, I had a close call last October. Last October? October 2020. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, I had a real, real close call where I went on a walk. And I don't know if anyone else has experienced this with just kind of the watching the rest of the world who doesn't deal with chronic illness. How they have dealt with COVID seemed real weird. <laughs> yeah. It felt, you know, it's like I have a tube inside me all the time. Mm-hmm. Masks aren't that hard. Right. Um, <laughs> Grow up. Yeah. So however you feel about that, they still aren't hard to wear. Um, like that's the, that's That was the point. I was like, why? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm leaving For all of this For those of you in. listening, Kosho has now made himself the absolute center of attention by oh. jumping on top of the table. And laying down. Because he's so, a whore. Now I have something to do. <laughs> Just... New I was introducing myself. <laughs> y'all can fidget. do y'all's podcast. I'm new, I found what I'm, I'm doing the rest of the... No, I, uh, I'm i from Alabama. Uh, I don't always sound like it, so I'll give y'all a taste of what it sounds like when I'm when I'm in Alabama. I sound a little bit more like this. I'm putting it on a bit more. Yeah, yeah. But it's easier to communicate if you do the Alabama accent when you're in Alabama. They understand you better. Yes. Um... And I love the nature there. Uh, <laughs> I I don't live there anymore. Um, so let's probably leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, but it is actually the fourth most di- biodiverse state oh, in the union. I didn't know that. Wow. So yeah, it's I grew up in what's called a temperate rainforest. Yep. So I am used to it raining. A short rain is three days long. Yeah. A good solid rain is heavy, strong for a week. Wow. 
uh, went through a, a number of hurricanes. They're they're less scary in person unless a tornado comes down on your house. Right. Yeah. That's terrifying. Um, so you know, there's. Uh, we also had Mardi Gras. So I grew up doing. Sure. My school gave you a week off. Wow. For Mardi Gras every year because no one was going to show up. Right. That's they funny. were all going to the parades. People didn't show up the week before because Mardi mm-hmm. Gras is longer than a week. <laughs> uh, and uh, it was Mobile, Alabama. So it was actually the birthplace of uh, Mardi Gras in America. Yeah. Oh, that's and then cool. it moved to Louisiana more. So that was really cool getting to see all that stuff, grow up with the parades and the marching bands and uh the friendly protective packs of drag queens yeah who would wander around and keep you safe that was interesting that's a real thing that's that's not a myth <laughs> like that stuff happens wow um and they were fantastic i protected me from a whole lot of muggings actually <laughs> um, uh miss venus god i miss miss venus she was good um but then I went to Florida. Uh, I got a psychology degree with a philosophy minor. I took my time. Um, <laughs> I was only in classes for five years. That's not bad. Yeah, it took me a little bit longer to actually get the degree. <laughs> uh, I, t- I also took my time, so yeah. it's okay. Yeah. We chronically ill people have fewer spoons than normal people who are yeah. well. It's hard <laughs> to the- do stuff. That would cause me problems because I'd forget entire classes. Mm. So one of the things that happens with, at least for me, oh, now the kitty cat's like, oh, oh my God. look at me. I'm so oh, beautiful. Show. Stop. <laughs> You're very cute. And people will like it. But don't attack that. <laughs> I can tell there's like an to it. Yeah, he thinks that that's fabulous. a different cat up there. <laughs> oh, he does. <laughs> He's like, hey, who's that? Who's that? See, this is going to be the, like, you always say the episodes where there's this dumb stuff going on. They're like the cat episode with that diabetic who was weird. <laughs> the weird diabetic cat episode. Yeah. The one who started talking about Alabama and then quickly moved on. Um, and, uh, what is? I went to. Uh, crinkling. I went to. Mm-hmm. Crinkling? This sound? Oh, oh, okay. That's me playing. I thought with, it was the I have a, a cat because my brain was Mala. like. That I've oh, got. my mall is over there. It broke. I'm very oh, sad. Yeah, mine's broken that. at my house too. I lost one in India and bought this one because of it. I was like, yeah, souvenir. Right. There you go. <laughs> uh, I left it hanging on a small branch outside of a public restroom because nev- uh, never, if you go to India, do not use the public restrooms. Just find somewhere else. Mm. Just trust me. Don't ask why. <laughs> just, just don't. Just don't. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, whatever nightmare you've ever had about a bathroom, it is very small <laughs> compared to <laughs> compared to the ones there. Uh, even the people I was with were like, "Are you sure you could just go by the side of the road?" And I was like, "What?" And they're like, "I don't think you want to, unless you have to." That's an experience, and <laughs> yeah. Except for the ones the taxi drivers used, those were fine. Okay, those were okay. They knew but the right every few minutes they fill. With taxi drivers, just suddenly, mm-hmm. you're like alone. Just an then, influx of taxi. Where do they all come? From? What? <laughs> and they move through like a herd. Yeah, because they have there these little like these little. Uh, they call them rickshaws. Yeah, but they're not like pedicabs or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just like they got a motor from like a lawnmower, 
and then built a little oh, go-kart cool. around it and painted it the right colors. They can't go yeah. up hills very well. Wow. Like we, we had to get we had to put our get feet out and, and like push, push yeah. to get it up the hill and the guy didn't even know where he was going. It was great. <laughs> I loved it. You could go across a city the size of New York City mm-hmm. for like a dollar eighty wow. in USD. Wow. Yeah, it was fun. I got in trouble for, for wasting money. <laughs> so like, you can't show off this much. I am not. You want to see me show off? I will. Uh, let's see how many boxes of desserts I can buy and give away. Um, which isn't good for a diabetic. Until someone mugs you. <laughs> yeah, no, no. They love Americans. They love Americans in India. Yeah. Uh, the way I termed it, it was the American dream is well and alive in India. Ah. Uh. Because uh, there's a lot of people there who just, you know, they're working on things. The, the industry is changing so yeah. much. There's a lot of room for people to develop skills in a way that is actually very valuable to them. So it was neat. It was so it's interesting. It's like the opposite of brain drain. Mm-hmm. It's happening in other places. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. But you, a well, lot of like people. Well, not like an influx, who, but like yeah. the, well, the surplus of. They tend to leave and they'll... A lot of people come to America and mm-hmm. they'll get the education, but they tend to go back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They tend to return mm-hmm. uh, instead of our issues with people leaving. Yeah, uh, they're like, "Oh, you mean I can make a lot of money and have free health care? Sounds Amazing. good. Moved, done, Neat. got the job. It's easy. I'm on a list of all the things that people need all over the world, like engineers. Man, mm-hmm. oh yeah, electrical engineers Everywhere. apparently are me- needed in every country on Everywhere. earth. Everywhere. If New Zealand will let you move in, no questions asked. As an electrical engineer, oh, man. everybody wants you. Here, you want to <laughs> draw a picture? Because like, you're going to scratch me? Because that's, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. I'm here for multiple scratchings. Just all the love. Man to incarnate as a cat. Love now, please Oof. do. Just, just until just, he sees himself on camera again, decides to start shit. He's like, "I'm gonna go fight with me again." Yep. But uh, so I got my my psychology degree and a minor in philosophy with a focus on philosophy of mind mm-hmm. and philosophy of science. Nice. Uh, which is not a popular one. It's kind of my jam. Right. I like taboo stuff. I like the things that people are usually uncomfortable learning deep, deep amounts about themselves on. Uh, and so. Yeah, finished up with that. Went to Alabama briefly, left, <laughs> uh, and came up here. Yeah, I actually thought there was going to be, and there might be, but it got sidetracked by the same thing everyone's life got sidetracked by. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but because of the legal changes with psilocybin in Denver, mm-hmm. I am yeah. certain, even though I'm not part of the research, I am certain a ton of labs are researching the effects of psilocybin in counseling oh yeah because oh, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. there's some signs that if done and ptsd especially yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's that's medication resistant depression which yeah. is something i have and ptsd those are the two areas that well actually ketamine already does a ton for ptsd yes mm-hmm. yeah um but there's been some research and you know they need to do it more they need to do a lot more of it to, to show, like, how do we actually make this happen routinely. But there's been some that has shown some people will take a dose of psilocybin with therapists mm-hmm. 
usually too interestingly it comes, some of the stuff some of the methodology comes from like the 70s and stuff of just like how people got high right oh yeah which i think is fascinating so they'll have like a male and a female therapist there to guide you through your trip <laughs> and uh and i'm like huh and uh some a few of the people showed a complete absence of symptoms mm -hmm. for months wow. afterwards, uh, which isn't very lucrative. So I wonder how mm. that will go. Yeah. But the people researching it, you know, they, they, they're, they're the, they're, you know, they're the adults that got through the sixties and seventies. Yeah. So they're, they're all about giving that information out for free. Right. So I'm sure if they figure out a way in research, they won't be behind a paywall. No. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how does that how does that progress. But that was part of the reason I came to Denver is I thought, okay, I know I can probably find at the very least like a lab tech job or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. And then instead, I ended up teaching uh, English to kids online. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, it was nice, uh, but we got some political rules mm. after uh, after a few months. And I was like, ooh, I can't. I'm not right. going to teach your kids propaganda, guys. Ah, uh, yes. I remember the one that was the strangest was uh, right after we got a list of words we were not allowed to say or discuss. You know, things like Hong Kong. Couldn't say that word or a French. Uh, couldn't have any maps behind you on your walls. What? Wow. Yeah, when I say it got weird, I what? mean it. Yeah. And so it's been weird for me because I've had, you know, there's lots of people in America who get real, real nervous about China. Yeah. And, like, I get that because, like, they are very clear about wanting to, to go to war. <laughs> yeah. Like, they don't, if you if you listen to their, their news uh -huh. until the whole recent thing with Russia, until that happened, they're like, hell yeah, we'll defeat y'all. Like, and then they're like... <laughs> <laughs> Trade is a good idea. Yeah. Uh, but leading up to that, they cracked down on education. Weird. They they eventually banned tutoring. That's cr um, not entirely. They there's some really certain intense. amount, but they ban most foreign tutors. Wow. So domestic tutors were fine, but there was limits on when children can go online, how yeah. long they could go online, because <laughs> all the internet yeah. goes through their system. Yep. So if you were under a certain age and you logged on, you weren't supposed to be on. They just doesn't. It just doesn't log on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was wild. It was a weird. It was a weird time, and I got to see some of the stuff firsthand. Mm -hmm. Like there were some teachers where after the ban, but before it had been enforced, where like their students, students they had taught English, came on and was like, "You're a criminal. You're a dangerous person. I don't want to learn Whoa. from you." Stuff like that. Jesus. Yeah. It was real strange. I didn't get people like that. But the strangest thing I got was like a week or two after uh, they put out this lesson and I looked to see, did other people get this lesson all at the same time too? About how trustworthy the, the mainstream media was, about how they always do their research well, about how, how untrustworthy people were who disagreed with it. Right. And I was like, okay, well, I've read about propaganda before. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was interesting because I've also, you know, it's uh, what is it? There's German textbooks for high school that talk about American propaganda. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That explain. Oh, well, you yeah. Know, we have Americans a lot believe of this about the world because their government tells them. Exactly. So, uh -huh. so it's not like it's like, oh, they're. Uh, it's just, it's interesting to see how another culture approaches mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, 
it did end my job <laughs> because I, I have pretty like strict ethical rules about what I'll do. I mean, like I said, I've been resuscitated a couple of times. Life is too short for me to break my rules. Right. <laughs> right. right. It's like, what Don't are you going to take from me? Kill me? Yeah. Already happened. <laughs> it's like, good luck. <laughs> um, one of the things that I didn't mention that is kind of strange, and it's not the case now, is uh, I, I grew up in a mansion. Hmm. Like nice. an actual mansion. Like a mansion mansion. Like an elevator mansion. Interesting. <laughs> I like that that makes sense to me. Yeah. Like, oh, elevator mansion. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. yeah. It was only two stories. Right, but still elevator. But still, open air elevator. Yeah. I used to play with my ki- my kittens in it. Really? Yeah, because you could take it down halfway into this hallway and then stop it. Mm-hmm. And then you were just in this like levitating platform. Nice. And I was just, and the kittens couldn't get away. Right. And so I just play with the kittens and we would, they would, they would like wrestle with each other. And it was, it was a fun way of being a little kid. Yeah. But, hmm. They, they also didn't necessarily not the kittens the the folks who owned the mansion didn't particularly like my very strong ethical codes. <laughs> they weren't necessarily a big fan of that either. Right. <laughs> but everyone everyone deals with their own challenges. So true. I figured out odd things from having had a, a serious illness in a in a mostly otherwise healthy, quite healthy family yeah. up until that point. So it was, it was an odd separation between the world they saw and the world I saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, growing up in the South, I didn't tell anybody I meditated for seven or eight years. Oh, I bet. Other than, like, like real close friends. Like, Keep it, bad yeah. hippie shit. Yeah. Well, I, I joke that I was a closeted meditator. So, but I also got uh, unique views on that stuff because my... My granddad didn't care what you did with your life as long as you paid your bills. Right. And so because of that, he was the only person who would rent space to Um, LGBT bars and social clubs. Yeah. And so they all rented from us. Right. Which made Mardi Gras fantastic. (laughs) Like, oh oh, my God, the best place to do Mardi Gras. Right. It was so much fun. Nacho cheese lady. Nacho Cheese Lady would <coughs> eat nacho cheese with her finger and just do whatever to get it off. Yeah, that's weird. And and then she would point and then she would get more and point at people. Nacho cheese. <laughs> nacho cheese. Nacho cheese. And she would do that to people. The best part was sometimes dudes would be drunk enough to take that as a reason that a fight was starting. Oh my god. <laughs> And I watched her just destroy a dude once. She just, she's like, just turn to a stranger. Can you hold my cheese? And they're like, and she just oh handed it. And she's like, sure. And she just destroyed him. Oh, my God. It was like, yeah, nacho cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Not my cheese either. Oh, my God. It was, it was fantastic. It was the best. <laughs> I liked Miss Venus more. Yeah. Miss Venus was better. Fair. Yeah. Nacho Cheese Lady sounds <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> yeah. In, in certain areas. She was a little, I think she it's was a little, a little, little more unstable. for me. Yeah. It just hurts my soul just a little bit. Oh, you'll be fine. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> well, at least you're not trying I to take your cheese. I think if I met her in yeah. person, I would have to be like, nope, 
Yeah, Goodbye. just turn away. We're that's what worked. Because if you engaged no. her, she's like, oh, this is what I wanted. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's what she wanted. She wanted you to engage her. But I don't want to. that was neat. That building you could uh you could get up to the roofs of all the buildings. And so as a kid, you know, I get up onto the roofs of this whole like block and just wander around. Yeah. Wow. Yell at people. That's what I did. I yelled at people <laughs> and I throw people. bouncy balls into the street. And because they just bounce everywhere. <laughs> right. And I like he he he. That's like you know, that's like my form of rebellion as a teenager. I could totally was see like that being meditating like, yeah, and throwing bouncy balls and making sure I didn't hit anyone. And like, <laughs> I was like, uh. Hers was you really showed water them. balloons. I really off of showed the roof. them. Yeah. By developing my mind and <laughs> you know just yeah just being able. So that's the other thing that's probably the most core thing, other than having type one diabetes, is that around the age of. 11 I started meditating and I was very lucky and I happened upon a meditation that had all the components that were needed for actually like traditional 2000 year old meditation right uh, I didn't know that I wanted to blow stuff up like Goku that was the purpose and the website I went to which was a black background with bright green text. Oh, yeah. So I knew it was legit. Exactly. Because it was the color of key. So I knew this is real. I love that reasoning. Yeah. You know, I just <laughs> sat the there. Best. Yeah. I saw the page started loading. This is back in the, the early days of the internet. Page started loading. And when I saw that green text, I was like, this is real. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I waited another 30 minutes for the page to finish loading. The text only page. Uh, <laughs> Just, just listening to the internet try to reconnect um one time i when i the first time i installed an mmo it was final fantasy 11 yeah i think and it took three and a half days oh my god to install Oof. and that was after the cds yeah that was the update update yep. yeah but I got this meditation. It was a visualization walking through a forest. And, yeah, I was like an 11-year-old. I had no responsibility. Well, I had diabetes. But other than the, you know, the life-ending responsibility of carrying my own safety around, yeah, <laughs> I had nothing to nothing do. Nothing besides that. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else is like, oh, my parents do this. They do that. Yeah. Um, I lived in a nice house, but it was in a really bad part of town. <laughs> so I couldn't play outside much. Because <laughs> the homeless people lived in the yard. Mm. And whenever my dad chased them off, I got angry at him. Right. I was like, don't chase them off. They need a place to sleep. He's like, but they're in our yard. And I was like, well, tell them they have rules to follow. Right. But don't do it again or I'll stop eating. And he was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we had polite homeless people who lived in our yard. And I never met them because that was part of the rules. Right. My dad was like, you got to be gone. By the time it's light, my child can never see you. Uh, I don't know if that was part of the rules, but I imagine him saying something like that. Like it could be. Yeah, I can see him giving them some really specific one. <laughs> uh, which he was scary. So they, I'm sure, whatever he said, they were like, "Yeah." Um, no one in the backyard. But uh, sorry, I, just, I, got, I was like, I want to play with the kitty cat. Um, want to go on meditation? Oh, I got really into meditation. And because I was, you know, that young, and then in middle school, nothing to do. Mm. I didn't do homework, so I just had a personal 
feeling that they only got to tell me what to do while I was there, which you might disagree with, <laughs> but I somehow skimmed by. <laughs> no, like I, I literally, I've told my kids, like, I know what you do outside of this building. <laughs> Don't do it here. Be smarter than that. Yeah, here's where we practice Don't doing it do better. Don't do right. shit in this building. Yeah, in this building. Well, and I like, <laughs> like, just be smarter than that. This is the one place we're not gonna do that. Yeah, that's it. I that's know all. you do it out there. Sure, I'm not stupid. Yeah, but you can't do it here. It's like you're my responsibility here. Uh huh. And there's babies here, so be smarter. I'm I'm yeah. paid to make you better at this stuff, so. I'm going to do my job. Literally it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, be good or be good at it. And you're not good at it, so. Yeah. Improve <laughs> one of them. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, so between those two things of not doing homework and having a lot of free time because of that, I, you know, I started meditating like up to four or five hours a day. Wow. Yeah. And I had a lot of success with it, which lots of people don't think of meditation as something you can be successful at. You can. <laughs> like, <laughs> I assure you. You, can. you know if you're successful at it. Um, but because I was doing visualization, it affected, like, my mind's eye. Like, the way I imagined things and the way mm -hmm. I dreamed and the way I read books and all these things I had no idea was changing mm -hmm. at, like, 11 yeah, when your personality kind of begin kind of begins to form its foundations before you just wreck shit as a teenager to yeah. figure out just where the limits, how far does this personality go? Then you start crying. You're like, that was the limit. I found it. I found it. <laughs> uh, for me, that was uh, getting to the ability where, for a while, I eventually developed a video game addiction. <laughs> That set me back for like three years, and then I got back into it. I was still meditating, but I wasn't having success. Oh, yeah, because the, the I was you know I had to shine and grind, <laughs> get on that. I had to get I, on yeah. World of Warcraft. Recently done that. <laughs> oh no! But I was always playing the auction house. Oh, okay. my whole game, yeah. my the whole game to me was how could I make enough gold to buy out the auction house of items that were being price gouged. Yeah. And then resell them cheaper. Right. So, like, I loved this idea of just being, like, the auction house regulator. Nice. And keeping so, down inflation. Yeah. Yeah, keeping down inflation, because it had ruined a lot of crafting in Final Fantasy XI. <laughs> I started playing WoW because it was less addictive. <laughs> well. Yeah. And so then I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to do the same thing I did on Final final fantasy turns out i had a friend doing the exact opposite oh my god <laughs> yeah we didn't know each other yet we met in college and uh he he will probably watch this so he'll be like that's me because <laughs> uh, every now and then he was he uh would describe me as i was his good twin right like he was the evil twin and i was the good twin <laughs> it balanced each other out yeah because we would end up being interested in similar stuff but I would always be doing like this virtuous good do good earth stuff. Right. And he would be scamming people. Oh my god. But he did scam scammers. Okay. So he made up for it by also scamming them. Yeah. Uh-huh. So but I thought that was funny because I had seen him before. Right. Yeah. But uh just in just, you know, in the chat and I was like, that's a scam. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah, that that whole meditation journey, um, 
by the time I was a teenager and then I got into college at that point, uh, I was able to sit down and just make everything disappear. Not like in a like a, a colloquial sense, not like in a relaxed sense. Right. I mean disappear. Um, I close my eyes, body isn't there, world isn't there. My thoughts were still there. Um, consciousness was still around. But it was an interesting state to get into. And I got into some really wild states in, uh, in high school uh, during study hall. <laughs> um, and then, so during all this time, very quietly into myself, because once again, Alabama, <laughs> um, I started studying comparative religion. Right. Starting with some very, 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 very dry books written in the late 1800s. <sighs> Deep sigh. They were so dry. Just, just a thousand page book. Right. And not a page of it fun. And I just kept reading them because I wanted to know. Um, I, don't, I don't know how. I, I, like, where did that discipline go? But... And wow, that's where it went. It's <laughs> uh, game in that stock. Uh, but I uh, eventually I ended up reading a whole bunch and practicing a whole bunch of yoga. Um, once again, I didn't do any of this stuff with people. So when I found out what yoga studio yoga was like, I was just horrified. Right. Um, they didn't include the meditation I was into, the dhyan and dharan. Uh, they didn't include anything about the ethics that you were supposed to do before the stretching. They have like a whole set of ethical rules that went with it. But I understand that the, the Hatha yoke, the stuff that came and got popular in America, I can see like they started out with that knowing that Americans were very into physical development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's why, you know, the first, uh, I think it was Krishnamurti, not Krishnamurti. I can't remember the, the, the main dude. There's one named uh, Paramahansa Yogananda, and he brought over the more meditative tradition. Right. And then the other guy did meditation tradition as well, because to them, they were, well, they were yogis. So yeah. they were doing the whole thing. Uh, most of what I learned was from Pantanjali's Yoga Sutras, which is just an ancient text about yoga, the different stages in it. The physical development, the breath development, the turning off of the senses. That's where I got the, the first idea to try doing that purposefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started reading, after a long stage of doing pretty intense meditative yoga, rather than, I did like five positions, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I'd hold each of them for ten minutes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> ten minute headstands. <clears throat> Damn. Ten minute shoulder stands. Uh, ten minute twists, yeah, all that stuff for a long, long time made me very limber. Um, and uh, then I ended up getting into learning about Greco-Egyptian mysticism mm-hmm. <laughs> because you do, because you know it's the way the, the a young man holes. from Alabama does. <laughs> right. He first he gets real into yoga, and he gets real into Greco-Egyptian mysticism. <laughs> Learns a whole bunch about Dionysus. Starts saying all the names weird because you say them in ancient Greek. Right. Like uh, uh, Athenea. Most people don't call Athena that. No. Um, but that's ancient Greek compared to modern Greek. Uh-huh. You're still saying it in Greek. You're just saying it the way it would probably a 
been said? Like Zaus. I like that. Yeah. Says Zeus. Right. Zaus. Zaus. That's yeah. fun, Zaus. Um <laughs> But uh after that I started reading about uh started reading translations of early texts and commentaries on Taoism. Mostly the Southern School of Taoism, uh, which was largely known for longevity, uh, because one of the main like promulgators of that school didn't start meditating or doing any of that stuff till he was seventy. Oh wow! And he's like, "Well, I would like to live longer now that I've found something that's good." And so he, uh, so he did a whole lot of stuff that, that they termed longevity practices, and that's where we get a lot. Not, Entirely, but that's a big chunk of where we get things like the uh, the health, like the idea of the health benefits of Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. Like Tai Chi originally was for kicking ass. Yeah, it was just slow so that beginners could get into it. Mm-hmm. I have met people who do it for that purpose, and yeah. I assure you, they can still kick some ass. <laughs> uh, I learned that from an eighty-something-year-old lady. Oh my god. Uh, nice. Yeah, who she could just throw you on the floor. She's great. That just She's makes fantastic. it sound like you're out there like fighting grandmas. Like, well, this was a college like, class. This is this is my oh, okay, my yeah. like hobby. <laughs> I find them on grandma. the street and I'm like, hey, you. grandma. They're like, you know how <laughs> Let's to fight? fight. And they're like, yes. They're like, you want to go? And they're oh, let's go. She puts uh, down yeah. her groceries. Puts down her no, no, those are weapons. <laughs> mm-hmm. She just starts. She starts spinning. It's like no, I wasn't ready for bullet hell. Uh, groceries start shooting out one of the ones. Just you know, you know, just a perfect geometrical pattern. This is why I got so good at limbo, which I did actually get great at. <laughs> I don't know why. I just got obsessed with it at one point. Right. And I was tall, so I was like, this is something no one expects. But I could never get past my shins. I got long shins, and I just couldn't get the angles right. Damn my long shins. Yeah. There's like three extra inches of height in my shins somewhere. It's like a literal long right. shanks. Mm, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's why I look normal height when I sit down. Yeah, it is actually, because I try to figure that for, out for ages. That's really why do I look, Why do, when I'm sitting with people, I look like I'm their height, and then I stand up. Uh, it's because my torso and everything is fine. It's just them shins. They're just like, no. <laughs> they just kept going. Yeah. They knew I had a lot of places to go. Uh, <laughs> all that walking backwards. I was going to say. That, yeah, I don't right, know. Right. Was that on camera when I said that? So I walk backwards for 10 minutes a day. And those of you who are real into YouTube will probably know where I got that from. Yes. But Because uh, he's gotten more popular. But uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's great. It feels nice. Uh, helps my knees. But uh, where was I going? Taoism. So I read like uh, 70 or 80 Taoist texts. Like each of these things I like inundated myself with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm the kind of person where I get into it. And I'm like, oh, so I need to read this many books? Okay. All of it. All of it. I'm going to learn all of it. <laughs> so I bought the, the Taoist classics translated by Thomas Cleary. He's my favorite translator for Taoist texts. Uh-huh. Um, not that there's other translators are great. I liked, uh, I believe, I believe Eknath Aswaran translated. I know he translated the Upanishads and the Dhammapada, but I don't know. I think he translated the Tao Te Ching at one point. Okay. But there's my favorite version of the Tao Te Ching is actually whatever, whatever the Barnes and Noble funded one was. (laughs) 
That's my favorite one. Really? I actually don't like Thomas Cleary's translation of that one book because he translates okay. the word Tao. And if you're reading a Taoist text, if it says the way instead of Tao, I would choose a different one. Huh. Because, so the first line of the Tao Te Ching is, the Tao that can be named is not the true Tao. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So. And so I think it helps for us not to think of it, oh, it means path. No, it doesn't. Right. <laughs> it's like it the distinction. Yeah. Uh, apparently that sentence is actually has like a lot of humor in it. Like five of the words in it are Tao. Or something, some something like that, <laughs> right. where it's just like you can barely tell what's going on, because one of the distinctions between Taoist philosophy and Western philosophy mm-hmm. is that we are very analytical. We're trying to break things down into either functional parts or into definable objects. Yeah, and to quote Liu Yi Ming, a prolific Taoist commentator. Only the dregs can be written down or taught. Huh. Okay. This was yeah. a guy who wrote copious books. Mm-hmm. And yet, his position on the written stuff is that it was mostly trash. <laughs> like, so they had a position that if you didn't practice, mm-hmm. if you weren't practicing Taoist meditation or some other Taoist method, which can get real weird, um, like standing in a pot that's put in a bricks over a cesspool. That's the way to do it. Yeah, okay. it's meant to teach you wow. detachment from pleasant smells. Oh, wow! And boy, I bet it works. Yeah, I'm never doing it. <laughs> but if you want to read about that stuff, that, that I think I got that right. Uh, if I didn't, sorry. Uh, I believe that comes from "Opening the Dragon Gate," which is also written by Thomas Cleary nice. or translated by Thomas Cleary. Yeah. Um, so how did this like? these two kind of convergent paths color one another. The experience of kind of growing up with a chronic life-threatening condition Uh, and your exploration of these hmm. um, topics. Well, I mean, in the early days, it starts the way you might imagine. I wanted a cure. Ah. Yep. Uh, talking about a cure for type 1 diabetes was real, real big in the 90s and the early 2000s before it became so, so amazingly lucrative. And now they have stopped talking about sick. it as much. Your right. Money. Yeah. Once there was a bunch of type 2 diabetics, that was, that was, that is the, the group that I, I have noticed seem to. Type 1 diabetics have to have their medicine to live, they don't have to mm-hmm. take advantage of us, they just do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they don't have to wait, you know, like in a very real sense, I'm alive mm-hmm. because I make between 30 and $40,000 a year for certain medical supply companies. And that's yeah. the only reason. Yeah. You know, if they couldn't make money off of it, they just wouldn't give me insulin. Right. Yep. Um, you know that real distinctly because when they went to Congress and they got blessed out, somehow they had a generic within a week. Yep. And I can tell y- y'all know medicine doesn't work that way yeah no you don't well, just have a working one <laughs> yeah in a week so like happy pens like there's yeah you know, like it's the dirtiest how much were Ugh. an epi pen when it was when they it was getting the, real bad like thousands i thought i thought i yeah. could be totally wrong 
I know my insulin pen, we use something that looks very similar, and so people often thought it was an, an EpiPen. Yeah. Uh, insulin pens, and now they've gotten way fancier. Mm-hmm. But that's what I used before my doctor. My doctor was like, we'll see if your insurance covers a pump, and a pump showed up at my door. That's wild. After I told him repeatedly I would not use a pump. But then it was She's there. Like, do it. It's here. And I was yeah. like, I'll try it. Nearly killed me. Yeah. And I figured <laughs> out how it worked, and then I was like, okay, maybe he should train me a little more before sending it to me. Um, it's like we can't have any more conversations or he will shut it down just ship it <laughs> just ship it <laughs> just yeah. ship it we'll deal with the rest later he was a real fast moving guy he always thought i was an engineer and i was like nah man i'm at school for psychology <laughs> and he was like oh why do you care about your numbers then and i was like i'm gonna sh-, in my brain i was like i'm gonna shake you until you cry <laughs> you're an adult man who's seen people die in front of you, yeah. I'm going to make you cry. Like, that's like how I felt. But I didn't say any of that. I try to be, I can be very confrontational with doctors, but I try to be very polite mm-hmm. unless they do something that's actually like, dangerous for right. me. Then I'm mean. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know. He, he, it was a good idea. I'm glad he did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's mostly the CGM. That's the main thing I love. Yeah. Getting to see all that data to work with instead of just wondering what my body is doing. Yeah, that's why I want to get a Fitbit or something to track. I need to track my heart rate. It doesn't matter. I just want the numbers, though. (laughs) You can. I mean, it is nice to be able to be like, am I dying or is it just a muscle spasm? Oh, look, we're dying. Yeah. That, That is useful. But beyond that, like, there's no rhyme or reason to fucking anything. At all. Well, you got to graph it out for like months and then find the trend. There's a pattern well, over like four years. Yeah, that's the main detail. And I missed that. I didn't realize that that, like I kept my track of notes and stuff like that. But when I started just like, if there was a really high blood sugar that I didn't understand, mm-hmm. usually I know what it's from. I ate stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't do insulin. <laughs> what do you know? Uh, so my body's like, we're going to burn it from the inside, <laughs> which is what happens. That's the fun thing, is that your body does Jesus. actually start burning itself from the inside because your blood becomes acidic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it feels That's that crazy. way, too. Oh, God. It's is wild. Yeah, but um, so the way, well, I, I'll tell you the parallel. Well, actually, hmm, the parallel works the best up until that point. So that is a good, a good spot to say that I wanted a cure, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and while... Um, Oh, my dad would be so upset if he sees this. Uh, just because he'd be like, what? You were meditating. Uh, <laughs> you hear all these books <laughs> I've read. Either way, uh, I, it's still secret from him until probably now. Um, <laughs> but my family was very superstitious. Okay. So I was taught from a very young age demons are real angels are real all of this stuff isn't kind of real somewhere else it's around you have to be prepared for it that was kind of the attitude yeah you know it was a military military dad or the military on both sides of the family as far back as the eye can see right uh and i know (laughs) because i've been to all of their houses oh no because my mom really liked genealogy um and road trips, and the road trips were great. Um, I see a lot of fu- not funerals, graveyards. I tell a bunch of graveyards. Oh yeah, yeah, those are cool. I like them. Um, 
but I wanted to cure, 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 cure. And then uh, when I was in middle school, there was also, there's more, there's more like three parallels with it. Hmm. Is that one, I wanted this cure yeah. as far as the diabetes was concerned. But one of the benefits, because I, because I ended up running into a meditation that was not from a legit source, hence it teaching me also how to do a Kamehameha. Right. Which I'm not going to do because I don't want to destroy anything. Right. And well, and your life force gets drained. You don't need that. Yeah. That's why I got into the spirit bomb. Okay. Because yeah. with the spirit bomb, the universe helps you destroy exactly. something. We can all partake. Even. Yeah. Like, exactly. Have, Y'all have energy. You could be like, yeah, yeah. Destroy Frieza. So, you know, also, sometimes. Fu- no, it's my energy. And I'm, my energy. I'm keeping it. But Frieza. But Frieza. This isn't, this isn't even his final form. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just going to retreat. I don't care. Just off screen. But uh, I also noticed that I seem to be able to create rather nice states of bliss. And my life. Other than the diabetes, there's a lot of complicated stuff. Yeah. Right. There was a golden age in my life until my grandfather passed away. Mm-hmm. And then, as I, as far as I can tell, every single family that has anything to inherit, unless they've sat down and figured it out long oh, ahead of time, yeah, the there's always mama. problems. There's yeah. always someone who has a problem with this person or that person. And that really took over life. So, you good? what do we need? It's... I did a dumb, and it's not three o'clock. So I'm like 45 minutes late. (laughs) Uh (laughs) So I'm like, why can I feel tingling in weird places? She didn't. She didn't do the break stuff. Because Lyrica. Well, because we did break before. It was three o'clock. Oh, okay. Uh, <coughs> well, your alarm, alarm went off oh, in here, and I had to like snooze it really fast. Oh, that's what. But it's um. It's fine. We're fixing it. It's fine. Yeah. Just, sh- no one makes mistakes. <laughs> Judge her quickly and harshly. So. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah no, no medication shaming. <laughs> as, as a granola. <laughs> as she granola. I'm not yet. kidding. I do my first one and it's a, 12 pills. Oh, wow. And I do it all in one go. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't value my own existence. Yes, you do. If you didn't value your existence, you no, wouldn't take no, them. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm but already let me here. Have this. I'm already here, and it sucks. <laughs> so I'm gonna like make it suck a little less. So that was my mood <laughs> about life. Like, okay. I feel like it's a party that like you got dropped off to, and then your friend that you were with just like left you. Left you, and oh, you're that's like all parties for Fuck, me. Fuck, I'm already right? here. Yeah. So. I, I guess just, I'm at a party now until I'm not at a party anymore. Parties. Fuck. <laughs> I was the person in the corner who, like, the people who were too high and the people who were too drunk, they would all congregate near me and just listen to me talk about weird stuff. And I, like, upped the ante on the weird <laughs> right. real hard. Because I knew the drunk people mm-hmm. wouldn't remember. I knew the high people did not know what was going on. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> like now we're all going like, to meditate. Phrase. Yeah. And they'd be like, what? I was like, close your eyes. And like, <laughs> I have the spin. Uh, <laughs> I have the spin. <laughs> so I was like, touch your nose. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, you just need a physical contact. <clears throat> Hold something cold. Uh... You gotta get something you can contact grounding. that's not your inner ear. Yeah, yeah, grounding. And 
where was I going with all that stuff? Speak. Oh, life being terrible. Um, <laughs> so I kind of felt that way about a lot of things at that point. Um, people were trying to convince me there's a reason for me to finish high school. I didn't know what they were talking about. Um, I did it anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it's just it's like casually, I did it. Yeah, it's fine. I don't wanna. So it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't all terrible. You know, it's like I had I had the means to take care of things. Mm-hmm. In my, well, I didn't, but people around me right. had the means to take care of things. I had a good doctor. I wasn't worried about running out of insulin back then. Mm. <laughs> um, things have changed. Um, and I referred to it as the golden age of my life. Um, my granddad was alive. My mom understands taxes and uh, economics just amazingly right. well. And so she, like, reads tax codes for fun sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so... <clears throat> You know, we got lots of benefits from her being like, hey, this is great, uh, great, great state planning. <laughs> and so I got to go to a nicer school and all sorts of things. Yeah. Cousin of mine got to go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, on the emotional, psychological and feeling safe side of things, not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to kind of go into this kind of blissful state was really nice. And it was mostly just sitting and breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, however, where was I going? The this one. Oh yeah, this is the third line. Is that there was just doing meditation, which I just enjoyed doing it. Yeah. And there was the side that I thought, well, I'll find some magical cure for my disease, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of people go through, but I stuck to it for a while. Um, I was devoted. I was like, they just didn't look hard enough. And that one's really interesting for us because. I don't think there was ever a point where I was like even hopeful for a cure. I wanted mm. a name. Okay. The, I wanted a name more than I wanted anything else ever. I remember the first time I was like, we're going to look at what the problem is. Mm-hmm. It was like, maybe there is a cure. Was that was oh, a thought? Oh, well, yeah. Like, mm. like if we identify Once you have a name. Right. And then I was researching like things that it could be, and I was oh, yeah, very yeah. quickly like, oh, "Oh no!" Learning that it was like it right. was complicated, exactly. And I think, yeah, I think I had probably gone through that same process of like these symptoms are really weird and complicated, and none of them are connecting to one another, and yep. mm. I feel fucking crazy. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, for us, I think it was really a fight and deep desire for the name because the name Mm. is what brought us some kind of peace some kind of validation i guess yeah i learned about the name very quickly of my disease so i don't that was not that's not i mean i think that's a part of the issue for people with type 2 and i've heard of some people with type 1 i don't know how on earth they were alive um i really don't understand how they lived for i mean even a few months Mm -hmm. once it becomes like once it's actively part of your body yeah um, well, somebody's like, no more insulin for you, my friend. <laughs> What's Sorry. That? Yeah. In case you don't know what insulin is, it's a, it is a hormone that your pancreas creates in the islets of Langerhorn and the beta cells of your pancreas. And it is what your body uses to get the sweetness in your blood, the glucose, which is what every carbohydrate you ever eat becomes just about, um, it's what takes it from in the blood to into the cell. Otherwise, the cell dies. So, pretty important. 
If you've ever heard that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, <laughs> uh, the fuel for that powerhouse mostly is oxygen and glucose. So I wasn't getting one of those, but I was real into getting the other because uh, of all that breathing. Uh, <laughs> So I was like, oh, man, I'm never going to be great at this one. I'm going to be the I'm going to be awesome at breathing. No one's going to breathe like this dude breathes. People are like, man, I'm going to breathe like they've never breathed before. I got that. Them thick Pioneers. <laughs> never skip lung day. Never skip lung day. Yeah. You, want them, you don't want them bird lungs. Right. <laughs> Those, them the little skinny little things. things yeah yeah no you looking got... like a kidney <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this Long is day at the gym uh, <laughs> but uh just sitting in a gym like I got just this. wim hof in it you got this bro you got this well, 10 more 10 more yeah have y'all ever heard of wim hof yeah, he's about breathing. Yeah, he's what? into what? it. What? Wim Hof, the Ice Man. He got he he, he oh, did a couple of like yes. world okay. records. Yeah. Yeah, 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 The only thing that frustrates me, I like Wim Hof. I, I bought his stuff because <laughs> I wanted to see how he explained it. The only thing that frustrates me is that I wish, and I think he has now. Mm-hmm. So this is not a burn against him now. But at the very beginning, I wish he had given a little bit more credit to the technique he's doing. Ah, that's from the Himalayan mountains and the Buddhist tradition. Mm-hmm. Right. So I wish he had mentioned the other names for like Tumo. Like yeah. that would have been cool, but I'm happy that he made it popular at all. Right. right. Just yeah. people realizing like got out there, yeah. how much control you can have over like your basic body conditions from breathing. Yeah. Making that popular in and of itself. And he didn't do it in a way where he softened it. Yeah. And that's the problem for me is that all tons and tons of meditation traditions in the West have been either softened or made marketable or made easier to the degree that they don't give the benefits that I was seeing. Right. People well, and that's like that grit and the rigor to it is like yes. mm-hmm. all of these practices that we have are like beginning level, right? But then we're not... And it, it's yeah. introductory. We're only ever given the first yeah. few steps. It's yeah. introductory, and then it doesn't go beyond introductory. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, like well, a- yeah, if you w- lift five pounds at the gym every day for every day. You will get stronger at something, it- lifting five pounds. <laughs> yeah. But that's but, a you thing. Mm-hmm. You're going to yeah. be really good at lifting five pounds. Good job. There are ways <clears throat> to get muscles. <clears throat> By lifting well, light weight, yes, but you have to change other things. Yeah, you, you can't do the same. The, it has yeah. to be like intensity or speed or something. You have to do something uh-huh. different. Or position. Or, or position. Yeah, to hit things, different yeah. muscles. Yeah. yeah. The, now I'm really curious about like. I don't even know how to put this. Uh, like your thoughts on because you're very connected. Maybe is the word on our blatant disconnection from the body <laughs> like we reject oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. body as a whole like it's not so i have a weird i have a weird position on that okay <laughs> i was i'm super curious way. like i do there's one more thing i want to say about the yeah, journey yeah. No, and good. then i and then that's a, a good yeah. idea is that so the Taoism progressed to me just being interested okay what, what are the other traditions Taoism that i was studying was very influenced by what is called Chan Buddhism, uh-huh. which often people are less familiar with. 
but it became Zen, Buddhism, which people are very familiar yeah, with. Yeah. Uh, but Chan was more or less the, the Chinese name for Zen. Mm-hmm. And Chan and Zen are their words for what uh, in, the, in, the, in the Pali canon, or which is often just associated with Theravada Buddhism, which gets a really, has a weird reputation over here. Um, because, mostly because of nationalism. Oh, good. Between between a lot of countries <laughs> in the East. Lots of people don't know there's lots of different Buddhisms even. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but they have radically different teachings sometimes. Yeah. Um, and so they both of those names are just something called jhana. And jhana means concentration or absorption. Mm-hmm. And... The interesting thing about jhana is it brings a type of pleasure that isn't associated with sensuality. It's not really your five senses. It's the awareness of form. Okay. By itself, what is it? How without greed or distress, distress in regards to the world, hmm. or the past or future. Mm-hmm. And so I was accidentally getting into jhanic states. And so after Taoism, I started looking at Tibetan Buddhism or Vajrayan, uh, which is way more magic than I expected. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if you get real into it, you will find out there's a lot of visualization of certain gods doing stuff <laughs> um, in your body. Like you, vis- you visualize your body as essentially a heaven, uh-huh. kind of. Kind of? I didn't get super deep into it because I'd already looked into Greco-Egyptian mysticism, and that's pretty <laughs> similar. Um, and I was like, yeah, I've tried that. But there's a lot of great stuff there, and it's incredible uh, at how well they've kept their tradition alive after all they've dealt with mm-hmm. uh, in Tibet. Uh, so after that, I wanted to look at other... I love source texts. I love primary sources. In history class, when I was a little <laughs> kid, and they said, the best thing to read is always the primary source. Yeah. I took it really seriously. <laughs> you took it to heart. I was like, okay, so the only thing I'll trust is... Uh, <laughs> the very first one. Yeah. So I got really kind of weird about commentaries and wanting to read... That's how I feel as, about Christianity, just as a whole. I'm like, your whole religion is based off mistranslations. Well, the interesting thing is how few actually there's a there is research from seminaries about how few people have read the Bible, even uh, preachers sometimes. And I think I've known a lot of Christians who I've really, really liked. But the big difference has more or less is how that I've been able to narrow it down to is how strictly do they hold themselves to the standards in the Sermon on the Mount? Mm. Strangely, that one seems to keep a lot of the pitfalls a lot of the a lot of the the easy distractions like the, the yeah. like the, the the prosperity gospel which is distinctly anti-christian uh-huh. <laughs> like you know jesus was a homeless person yeah. uh-huh. people begged him to stay places longer than three nights and he's like no I got like, stuff to do. yeah he had stuff to go do sorry i have people to go to eat meet. nothing in the desert yeah like, that's not someone who's like, oh, yes, God loves me, so I'm rich. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so there's some things where you can tell, like, this is being taken, these people, are, someone's being taken advantage of. Right. But there's also oh, people who seem, you know, that is the context they grew up in. They like mm-hmm. being a good person. It feels good to be a good person, and that's yeah. great. Right. 
uh it's just our culture kind of has some weirdness with altruism Mm -hmm. (laughs) just a bit just a touch just yeah and so i eventually made my way to translators because i like reading translators if i read a commentary at all translators of the poly canon um one of the major reasons is i found out they published almost everything for free oh nice Mm, okay um because in their canon that's listed as a requirement right if you teach the the buddha's dhamma his his doctrine you have to do it for free or you are not teaching it yeah and so they take that very, very, they take the uh, monk's rules very seriously. Um, whereas other traditions don't always do that. It's, it's, it's here and there that yeah. they take the rules seriously. Yeah. Um, I, I actually recently finished a three-year effort right. to get a hold of the Dalai Lama's description of the monk's rules. Uh-huh. Shit. Which is very hard to get unless you're ordained by the Dalai Lama. Right. Uh, but there was one copy in the country that I could get a hold of by using interlibrary loan. And so now I have it. And I'm like, Ooh, I'm nice. going to be such a problem for some month someday. Because <laughs> they're not allowed to do financial exchange. Right. They're not allowed uh, yes. to even touch money. So if you see one in a coffee store, you know they're only doing part of it. Uh-huh. But they're probably still doing pretty good. If they're wearing the robes, they're making some level of effort. Yeah. Um. But I got real into very, very early Buddhism, pre-Abhidharma, which is the first set of commentaries on, on the texts and the discourses. And, uh, and in those early texts, I found step-by-step descriptions of experiences I had, of meditations I had done oh, wow. when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't talking to anyone. I, didn't, I wasn't reading much. I had read a little bit, yeah. but I wasn't reading much. Right. And so it was just fascinating to see, okay, so that was legit. And that was very strange. I did something very strange. That's why nobody knows what I mean. Right. Uh, one of them was I broke down language until I didn't know language anymore. And that okay. was very weird because uh, then I had to go to the next class. Right. And, and then like, you're like, <laughs> on my way there, I was like, what does the mean? What does the mean? And then I figured it out, and I was like, okay, 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 okay. I've got it enough to make it through math class. And and it like slow, and I like brought it back. But it was weird because it wasn't like I accidentally did that. Yeah. It wasn't something I – was, I wasn't taking anything. I was straight edge. Right. I was like – I was – I just very carefully observed in my mind – how I understood word sentences, then words, then sounds, then syllables, and then right. I lost it all. It was very peaceful. <laughs> it's very nice because all the language in your head disappears too. Yeah, you don't understand it either. It's like listening to a right. rushing river. What I want to know? You no, have so I'm, much. <laughs> you have so much. I'm literally like I'm like, hmm, this sounds really fucking familiar, and apparently this is just like. I'm going to go back to the instinct piece where <laughs> your brain's just like, let's see how far we can hack our own brain today. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that. And I'm like, well, shit. I think maybe I've done some of these things. <laughs> well, I have noticed this is something I actually had a long conversation about dissociation with someone. 
about how dissociation works. Uh-huh. And I think there are positive and negative versions of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, cause when I've talked to people about like certain, like, <laughs> certain like visualization stuff, is essentially maladaptive daydreaming put to purpose. Oh yeah. That's what so. that is. Like, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. All of these things are around. like, this is what you're, I think it just opens doors for different kinds of development based oh, yeah. on what opportunities for entertainment you have. <laughs> so as children, we, there, there were a lot of times where it was like. I don't want to hear you anywhere in the house at all, ever. Oh, uh, okay. And so it was always very, like, go do something quiet in your own so room. I was just sent to a different wing. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But we didn't have wings. We didn't have wings. <laughs> didn't have wings. It's a joke. It was like quiet time every day from whenever I to remember. whenever. Yep. Oh, okay. And we were just left to our own devices for a long time. Yep for a long time okay and so yeah maladaptive daydreaming was like the first of it and then mm. other pieces kind of follow it's just interesting like how the brain's like we'll just do this now well mental uh here we to go me, it's all mental mental training mm-hmm. and we do mm-hmm. some of it ourselves yeah. like you know if you're in a challenging situation you have to find some way to survive it mm-hmm. The mind has to find a way to survive it too yeah you know your body needs rest your mind needs oh, rest yeah. Like as like uh, what is it? Like uh, it's not as good if I don't know his name. Oh well. Uh, one, uh, a really accomplished sleep scientist uh, once said that, as far as we know, people sleep because they get sleepy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like other than that, we don't know why. The body can produce all these things while you're conscious. Mm-hmm. And there's actually one of the first uh, researchers on meditation in the West. Uh-huh. Uh, fibbed a little and claimed to be doing cardiology research. Oh. Uh-huh. He was a cardiologist. Right. So he was legit. He was an actual cardiologist. But he fibbed a little bit. Why? We're just studying, you know, different ways to help the heart. Uh-huh. And they all happen to be meditation. Uh- <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and the book is actually recommended by one of the previous uh, Surgeon Generals. Wow. Yeah, that's how my, I got my mom to take meditation seriously. Because <laughs> the go. Surgeon General said it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, oh, that's a legit source. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, your son doing it for years, not enough. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and it's called the relaxation response. Yeah. And you may have heard like that term or the rest and relaxation yeah. response. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's associated with the vagus nerve. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but what he found was, other than pretty much one chemical in the body, you could get you could get all the production from meditation which is fascinating i love my sleep so i have no intention of ever testing that That's right fa- but yeah. huh. it is fascinating there's like one thing that you needed sleep but he also found your body went into almost the same state of sleep after 10 minutes wow of breath meditation and he was using an ultra simple one because he didn't want to get caught right right <laughs> he didn't want people to know what he was doing um he it's wanted like to keep EMDR. getting that grant money yeah yeah hmm? emdr similar yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's the one with the where the, everyone got tennis elbow right they do it with a light now mm, so i did it with um buzzers so i had and, to like but it's rhythmically yeah and they yeah. vibrate okay. they vibrate at different speeds and tempo, oh, so you set it your own, like your okay. own self. So yeah. I, and then you I think go pretty of traumatic quick. things. Yeah, or and someone guides you through. Them. You yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and then they guide you through. And okay. Then Did I already take like, minutes? 
and put them in my pocket. I'm not. Ta-ta. I just don't want to accidentally steal magnets. No, you're good. There's I have a tendency. Yeah. It's not kleptomania. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's checked, just kleptomania. I checked with a therapist. <laughs> it's That's just fair. kleptomania. No. It's uh, it's uh, the last therapist I had. This is This is the best compliment. I may have ever gotten because it came from a therapist. Right. Was that I was the brightest, darkest person they knew. <laughs> and I was like, what it, exactly like, does that mean? Yeah. And they're like, what does well, that mean to you? You're very dark in your worldview. Because I had just told her that the way I say goodbye to my cat is by saying, you know, I really enjoyed knowing you. I hope that you're alive when I get back. But right. if you're not, it's been great. <laughs> it's like reincarnate and I'll teach you how to meditate. Uh, <laughs> tell my cat that all the time. I'm like, you better reincarnate where I can teach you to meditate. Uh, <laughs> if I outlive you, um, but <laughs> but you know, from a therapist right. telling you you're the darkest person they know. <laughs> that's that the 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 inner goth child. Right there, you go. Fried tears yep. of blood. <laughs> It was like it was. I was like, I'm gonna cherish this forever. Playing yeah. in the background. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. I was going to the Black Parade, um, but where was I going with all that? So that I don't know where I was going. So you were telling us the third path, and then we were talking path. about so view got, on self and body. Yes. So I got to the point where I was like, okay, I want to learn a lot about this, and there's a ton of it for free. And I was having a hard time with the isolation during COVID because mm-hmm. um, I'd moved to a new place. I think if I had been right. well, if I had been in Alabama, I would probably have probably just died. But because everyone was getting COVID there. That's, no yeah, one was doing that's anything true. right. I was like, I had to think about that and was like, yeah, oh, no. I yeah. left at the right time. <sighs> um, and then, you know, they, they had buses in my hometown to go to the rally in dc on jan 6 (laughs) so just to avoid anyone who feels strongly about that i won't say more um but so i'm glad i wasn't there for all that uh and i got real into studying that learning more about it learning about that uh that translator who it turns out one of his one of the so in early Buddhism, there isn't a big distinction between the monks and the lay people, mm-hmm. which is unique. Yeah. Um, the lay people are supposed to keep the monks in line. The monks are supposed to show lay people just how much you can do. You mm-hmm. can get really far at this. You can do it. Um, and that's kind of the, the relationship between the, the two groups. And there's a middle group, too. Of people who take less vows than the monks, but are pretty close to being monks, um, and they do a lot for the monks on the monastery. That's kind of right. their job. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it is neat because like I monks like can't like cut a living plant. Right. Uh, monks can't dig in the ground unless someone else has started digging first. And st- I think I think right certain stuff like that. They have a, a what is that thing? Two hundred twenty-five, two hundred something rules. Wow. That they that they have to to try and follow. Uh, all the rules in Buddhism are not unlike commandments. They're all more or less suggestions. Mm-hmm. The Buddha was like, "Well, look, I looked at how everybody reincarnates, and if you do these things, there's never good results." Right. Um, and so it's like, so if you want to avoid a bad future, here's five things lay people don't need to ever do intentionally. 
Mm-hmm. And that's a fascinating distinction is that it has to be intentional. intentional. Yeah. yeah. Like if you accidentally hit a squirrel with your car, right. you didn't break the precept <laughs> against killing, you just feel real bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, but if you got out in your car and you're like, I'm going to kill someone with this, <laughs> then you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is, which is kind of an interesting distinction. Yeah. Because, you know, what's accidental manslaughter at that point? But, you know, because that wouldn't technically be breaking the rule. Right. Which is fascinating. Because the point is your intentions. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's a very well, interesting like approach. Kind of think of life. We've talked about this a little bit. Like, I have a very loose idea of... I don't even... I don't even know. Because I don't, I don't have anything hard like anything tangible to hold on to as far as like a belief system goes. Mm. Um, but I prefer to think of life as like, like, what am I, what am I trying to teach myself here? Mm, okay. <laughs> what am I supposed to learn from this ridiculous, horrible situation that's happening currently? Because either way it's happening. Mm. I'm not going to change the fact that it's happening. I could react really poorly or we could like, maybe reflect and try to learn something from it yeah see what is there to learn about it yeah right i'm like what what is what is this right what lesson is this because this is bullshit how do i not do this again (laughs) so i'm i'm pretty obsessive about that of like what can i learn from this what can i learn from this Mm i uh i i told a friend once that you know anything that gets in the way of learning i just cut it out people things jobs doesn't i mean if it stops me from learning i don't want to do it yeah so that's kind of the the core thing to me is learning but i also refuse to learn from bad teachers uh which causes you a lot of that's trouble in high school people yeah yeah, yeah well it's some people are willing students. to make the grades some people are willing to make the grades and the i remember grades a teacher do not once always told me, reflect learning and grades that's true reflect learning. yeah i got i Just one professor engagement asked me why I did so bad on the test because I was the only person in class who would talk about the subject. Right. So I clearly understood it. Yeah. And I told her, oh, I only study to learn. She did not like that. So I will get to your question. Okay. Since I've been... <laughs> well, because I was going to say... On and um, on and on. The other piece of that, like, just kind of loosely held belief system is that whatever happens, happens. And, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm big on decisions make themselves when we have enough data. So when I have enough information, the decisions tend to make themselves. And so I don't, I don't know. I like. I'd agree with that, but I don't. I'm obsessive don't about way to do it. control. <laughs> Ow. See, Just kidding. The universe is, is punishing her with her past actions. That's <laughs> not nice. <laughs> Karen, get a grip. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um. I don't know what I was saying. I was quickly you, shut down by my body being a jerk. <laughs> you were talking about decisions being making themselves. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So what happens, happens, and either it will be fine or it won't be fine, and either way, we move forward because time mm-hmm. doesn't stop for, okay, yeah. like, a time doesn't stop for us. No. So either, like, you could try to hold on to this water that's flowing all around you, but it's going that way either way, like, Stop. Let so, go of the log in the way and like, let's just move, move. Okay. I don't like to be stagnant. <laughs> so one of the, one of the express descriptions of 
like jhanic meditation. So nowadays what I do is jhana. I just mm-hmm. practice it directly. It's fantastic. <laughs> like people have been asking me like, how are you? I'm like, I'm great. My life's falling apart. <laughs> Maybe I'll figure out a way to pay for things at some point. Yeah. And they're like, why are you fantastic? I was like, oh, everything I enjoy is free and inside and no one can take it ever again. Mm-hmm. So it's great. But that's my plug for jhana. Uh, how does that relate to the body? Could you restate your question? Just oh, so that okay. I have so it? the initial question was on like how we tend to reject the body. Okay. So the body we do not associate with self. Right. Yeah, it's, I wouldn't either. It's a separate okay. thing. We're like, yeah, and fuck you. <laughs> that, I don't quite feel that way about it. My that. shoe <laughs> is, is a rock in my shoe. <laughs> that's oh, no. my whole shoe is just that's the just rock the in my shoe so it's not a very nice shoe. <laughs> i would say my position on that at this point is probably informed by most by early buddhism and Taoism. Mm-hmm. um so there's a there's actually a pro a a type of meditation called i believe it's called the unsafe oh no the foulness of the body Really? Yeah. Look, she's like, oh, man, maybe I can <laughs> I meditate. I'm about it. <laughs> I'm curious. And uh, there's a chant associated with it where there's this one line, and I'm trying to learn some Pali so that I can say kind of whether I feel it says this or not, because uh-huh. it isn't the way it's translated. Okay. But as far as I can tell, it's pretty close to this, too. And instead, they say, uh, uh, from head to toe, from toe to head, covered with skin. Or surrounded by skin, uh, filled with unclean things. And I think the word unclean, I, I think the word that's being translated could also be referred to as this meeting place of suffering. Hmm. And, I like that. Yeah. yeah. And the meditation is you name, it, it, traditionally it's the 32 parts of the body. Uh, it's just like skin, teeth, nails hair of the head, hair of the body. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's all, it's a list that actually comes from medicine of the day. Yeah. Those were all the parts of the body that doctors checked to see if it had a disease. Interesting. Okay. And so they're all the parts of the body that could lead to pain. So it's essentially suffering. this meeting place of bodily ailment. Yeah. It's the places that have the potential to make the body shitty. Yeah. That's <laughs> funny. And... Uh, surprisingly, you can meditate on that mm-hmm. to the point that you go into a rather blissful state. Uh, so I can call Karen an asshole until I'm happy again. Well, I don't know about that part. <laughs> I don't but know I about that take part. It to heart. It's not self-talk if it's not me, <laughs> right? Like Karen it's your meat mac. According thing. to the Buddha, those those words aren't you either. That could be. Like, we don't know. Those would fall into the idea of verbal fabrication. Okay. Mm. It is both your thoughts and the things you say are considered verbal fabrications. And so those get complicated. <laughs> <laughs> but the the there's this um sorry, I keep feeling like I have a low blood sugar and then I don't and I'm not it's sure this why. This room is hot. Is that why? It is very hot. I don't know if that's it for me. We actually might need to just but to, to try and find... Oh, no, it is dropping. I was right. Ah, um, must do it. It's not thing. dangerous yet, so we'll wait. Oh, um, 
Well, I'll wait until it's in the range that you actually treat it because I'm getting used to a healthier range. I'm telling Roscoe. And it feels bad when you're in the healthier range. He didn't hear me. You've been at the high. I heard you telling Roscoe. Roscoe won't bother me about mine. Because I'll argue back. That's why. (laughs) He's ready. He's ready. But I'm right. No. Take you on. (laughs) My friends made memes for me where it's like that that office meme about Mm -hmm. they only argue about something. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, they only argue when they know that they're right, and then they just replace. They put a bit. They put me yeah. in the picture because <laughs> uh, I only argue when I'm real sure. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm like, yeah, sure, okay. Uh, which is why you always have to be careful if I start arguing with you. I lost one. Like I found it. Sorry to touch it with my feet. Um, but it's uh. I think that connection with the body is very useful, but it's also something that the thing that I think I think about the most is how how attached people are to their bodies, mm-hmm. how attached because to them that's where they get the pleasant things in life from, has to come in some sort through their body mm. because they don't they don't well they've either never known that there's other options, or they just that's all they've ever done. Or I will say, I mean, it, it's a lot easier yeah. Yeah. to go and just eat a cheeseburger than it is to sit and until you develop the skill. Yeah. Once you've developed the skill of like, you know, just breathing mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, I've gotten to the point where I can breathe and it feels so good. I don't want to think about anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that progresses. That's the first stage of it yeah. working. That's not the light end stage of like what it can get to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gets real trippy eventually. Um, like, was it the uh, the perception of infinite space? That's that's nice. Yeah, because that when your body just disappears, there's just uh, space. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're like, oh, I see why that would be I nice. I was like, well, I was trying to remember <laughs> what was what was what. Cause my brain likes to pull things up only in context. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because I'm like, I know what that is. I don't know why I know what it is or <laughs> where that came from. Ah, there it is. And it, it actually, de- and that develops more. That goes into the perception of infinite consciousness. Because if you're aware of infinite space, you're con- you must be conscious of it too. Right. Yeah. So you can let go of space entirely. Mm-hmm. And was it the perception of nothingness? It's not much to say. <laughs> it's nice, but there's not much to say about right. nothing. And then it gets even less you can say. Mm-hmm. The, was it the perception? Oh, no. The state of neither perception nor non-perception. And there's nothing Mm-mm. anyone can say about that. Right. Yeah. Because it's outside perception. And most of our communication involves communication about perceptions. Right. Yeah. Um, and interestingly, uh, those are big in Buddhism, but they are not the goal. And they're real specific about that, that those, Mm -hmm. those are just a never, another type of temporary pleasure that you will lose. Yeah. Even if it could exist for millions of years, you'd still lose it. Hmm. And so that's interesting. It all is. And I just like, I wish we could go on and on because I would love to like pick your brain on. I don't know. I have a hard time with identity too because mm. I'm like well, you know, the Buddha said I'm not a to ask. verb. <laughs> yeah, no. I feel no. I that's am a the verb. Point. Yeah, yeah. No, that actually that actually gets to the heart of what I liked about early Buddhism. Okay, is that I'm the, like, the not... Buddha encouraged people 
at least in this early dis- in these descriptions of it, mm-hmm. to completely and totally let go of a, of uh, objectification, mm-hmm. <laughs> to instead think of as much as you could as actions. Yeah. Yeah. But most importantly, oh, yes. like with the total responsibility for them. Yeah. There is yes. no other person mm-hmm. responsible for your suffering or your stress or your dissatisfaction mm-hmm. or your pleasure. There's other people who participate, mm-hmm. but Sexual all of those teach. things <laughs> come from the action itself, and you not only are responsible for them, but will be the recipient. Yeah. Hence the purpose of wanting to do more and more skillful actions, because then you have less and less terrible things that could happen in the future. If you don't plant bad seeds, bad trees won't grow. Mm-hmm. But you don't know what you planted before. Yeah. And so that's why... And in, in the early conception, it's an infinite. Mm-hmm. There is no beginning. He right. actually describes it as inconceivable, having been thousands of universes contracting and expanding, contracting and expanding. And us just dicking around that whole time. Right. <laughs> Until eventually some Buddha realizes how to get out of it, teaches people, and some people get out before it's lost for lost again. Yeah. Which is an odd view to have for religion that talks about an eternal truth. To also say, no, this will be lost. Yeah. Definitely lost. Like gone. Which is kind of, you know. Well, it's just, it's a teaching odd. of a kind of acceptance and a kind of peace. Uh, the Buddha said there is no happiness other than peace. Yeah. But he also said but the only way he found is it by was not accepting anything. A sense. And that's what bothers me about like people are not are, this like, happiness. Wanting to achieve a state of happiness. And you're like, happiness itself is temporary. And then you have other things that come and they go. The argument from Buddhism is that there is a happiness that is beyond that. That there is something that you can get to that has no cause. So you can't make it happen. Yeah. All you can do is develop, you know, is develop the path mm-hmm. that creates. And it really is the word develop. That's the word they used for, for meditation was develop mm-hmm. in the same way that you would prepare a field. Yeah. For growing co- crops. It was the same word. And so the idea there is that if you develop the right conditions and you really take it seriously and you don't, you, you, you don't, that's the thing, acceptance isn't actually a big part of Buddhism. Mm-hmm. It's a big part of one practice in Buddhism. Like, well, I mean, acceptance big... of like the whole temporary, like everything is temporary. That's and also something they that. don't accept. That's fascinating to me. The whole point like is how... to find the thing that's outside that. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. And then hopefully, and then develop your ability to stay there mm-hmm. instead of stay here. Interesting. Which doesn't take anything of here away other than the pain. That's the idea. That's the uh, the third noble truth is that uh, is that uh, this, the permanent cessation of dissatisfaction in any way, <laughs> which apparently is a peace... It's just, the Buddha had a bunch of names. When people say that, like, oh, nirvana is, like, this real vague, no. It can't be described, mm-hmm. just like the Tao can't be described. But right. that doesn't make it vague. That just means it's something outside. Yeah. Okay. I actually have to get moving, so we got to, like, find and a stopping point and my stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for coming along. I'm sure yeah. I'm hopeful that, like editing won't be so painful no no it should be easy it'll be okay. a longer one but it, i think it'll be a really good one and worth the watch yeah um i have to uncross my legs so 
I love you. Be <laughs> kind to yourself. Be kind to others. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.